This morning, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, the, the verse of scripture that I was going to use uh, for our sermon on the church um, talks about how we are part of the body and different parts function differently and uh, different things like that. Uh, well, this morning, we're going to have an opportunity to hear from a part of our body that was gone this last week. So I'm going to ask our Super Summer kids and Trent uh, to make their way up here and uh, should have plenty of chairs. I think we have all of them but one. Where'd Colton go? Oh, there you are. Hey, hi, Colton. It's good to see you. Oh, you get to sit on the big boy stool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, some of them are a little bit nervous, and they don't know exactly what we're going to do this morning, but I told them it wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be like something scary. Uh, but just standing in front of people sometimes can be scary, okay? Um, for example, this week at Super Summer, and I, no I noticed it at Super Summer and at False Creek, so I want to do something for our youth real quick. Um, I noticed at Super Summer and at False Creek, as soon as the worship starts, we stand up, right? The music part of the service. Are you a little nervous to do that back here sometimes? Sometimes, okay, sometimes. By a show of hands, how many of you do not care at all if they stand straight up to worship? There you go, okay? So nobody's gonna mad, nobody's gonna care if you stand straight up to worship, but sometimes it's nervous when you come back. It's just the atmosphere's a little different. But I wanted them to see, because I knew nobody's gonna not raise their hand. Everybody's gonna say, yeah, because we don't have a problem with that. But this morning, um, we're going to do, I'm going to quote a verse of scripture, and then I'm going to ask some questions, and we're just kind of kind of work down the row. And you're going to get a chance to hear uh, a little bit about their week at Super Summer. And where I get the uh, reason to do this is in Mark chapter 5, uh, there's some things going on. Now, obviously, where I get this story from is significantly different than these students, okay? Because the verse I'm about to quote actually has to do with a demon-possessed man, okay? Uh, not that they were demon-possessed and got exercised or whatever, uh, this last week, but in Mark chapter 5, at least I hope none of you were, never mind. Um, so in Mark chapter 5, there's this demon-possessed man, and, uh, and, and, and Jesus ends up casting out these demons from him and, and does an amazing work uh, to him. And he actually asked, he, not just asked, he begged Jesus um, to, that he go with him. And uh, it says in verse 19 that Jesus, Jesus did not let him stay with him. But instead told him, go home to your own people and report to them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So he went out and, uh, and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and the people were amazed. And, and so that's something that happens a lot. When, when God moves in our lives, sometimes we're in a spot like Super Summer or somewhere amazing, and sometimes it's like, um, I wish I could stay there, right? I heard on the way back, you know, if my family lived here, I would just stay at Super Summer, okay? And, and it's, it's, it's great that it's that kind of experience, but Jesus often doesn't leave us in those experiences. He sends us back home, and he does it with a purpose. And he told that man, the same thing he's telling these people, is that our students, is go back home and tell the people what marvelous things God did for you. And so they did, and the people began to praise God. So my goal this morning is as you hear what God had done in their life, that that it would inspire you to let you know that God has something for you as well. 
One of the things that was shared, and this is about, about the last thing I say, because I only got to go to one service, but one of the things that they shared the Wednesday night we were at service was about God's story, God's story on your life. And, and something that I got out of that was very personal to me, but I want you to hear, is that God is not just writing our story when you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. God is still writing your story at 50, at 60, at 70. So God's not done with you yet, and I think God can use some of what they may have been taught this week to influence your life. And so that's our prayer uh, today. So with that being said, uh, Trent's got the microphone. And so we're just going to kind of work our way down. I've got basic questions. that There's no um, theological questions, okay? Um, except for one, Colton. What's the hypostatic union? Do you remember? No, <laughs> I got him. <laughs> yeah. But that's an inside joke about three months ago at, at youth on Wednesday night. So uh, anyway, um, here's, here's some questions, and we're going to start uh, with some basic questions. So um, why, or, well, first of all, um, let's go down, give your name, and tell what school you're in. Can you just do that? Oh, here, might have to turn it on. Hold it down. There it is. All right. Trent Cooper. I was a TL for Green School, which is... Juniors cool. going to be seniors, and I was in Green One. Can you tell them just briefly what a team leader is? Yeah, so the team leaders are, it's a group of a guy and a girl, and they lead over a group, like a family group, like what we'd have at Falls Creek, and there's like 12 or so kids in your group. And so you just kind of lead over them and just uh, help kind of facilitate the conversation between the family group members and kind of go over some of the stuff you learn. You're not like there to recap it all, but you're there just to kind of, help them kind of facilitate the conversation and just talk amongst each other and really go over that kind of stuff, you know? Okay. Yeah, don't turn that up anymore. It'll start ringing. All right. All right, Colton, uh, tell us uh, what school you were in. Uh, my name's Colton Hudson. I was in Silver School, which is uh, seniors graduating. And uh, that's about it. What was y'all's theme? Our theme? We just went like a – what? Oh, like – the silver screen? I didn't know what yeah. you meant. I thought you meant like... No, yeah, your school, your school team. Yeah, yeah. No, school it was, team. it was the silver screen, and uh, I don't know really how we... You don't really know. Sometimes yeah, the I theme gets implemented, yeah. sometimes it don't. Yeah, so, didn't really get into okay, it. so yeah, the silver screen. Got it. All right. I'm Kelby Cleck. I was also in silver school, and then so silver screen was our theme, too. Okay. Um, I'm Brendan Lewis. Uh... I was in green, too, and it was called GOAT, and it means our greatest of all time. Um, I'm Aaliyah Drake, and I was in the same as Brennan, so. Uh, I'm Galen Davis. I was in red school, which is seventh grade, going into eighth grade, and our theme was shadow hooligans. Shadow what? Shadow hooligans, okay. Yeah, I saw the ninjas. <laughs> they were ninjas during the week, okay. I'm Tanner, and uh, I was in blue school, too. Our theme was stay committed. Stay committed. All right, just hold the microphone there, and we'll work our way uh, back this way. So, all right, so that's a little bit about every every school, you know, has a color. The colors are based off their grades, and uh, so they were all, uh, for the most part, in that. Now, we had one student that's not able to be here, uh, and that's Noah Osborne, who had to work this morning. But he was also in green school, 
And he, but he was in green one with Trent. And what was your theme? So our theme was the 90s. It was like a legacy throwback. Throwback legacy. Yeah, so he was wearing, when I saw him on Monday dropping the kids off, he was dressed like he was from the 90s. And uh, he, he was, it was pretty close. I got to give him credit. So, okay. Um, so, Tanner, you just kind of work your way back this way. Uh, simple question. Why would you want to go to Super Summer? Just real quick. To help me grow in Christ. Okay, so to help you grow. All right. You can use the same answer. It's okay. Growing Christ, good answer. Yeah. I'd say same thing. Okay. Well, Brennan and Colton were like, "You should really go. It's so fun." And then I was like, "Okay, well, I mean." And then that day when I got the paper, I was like, "All right, cool. I'm going to Super Summer." And then when I got there, I was so scared, but it was <laughs> freaking awesome. Like I would go back again. Uh, I went to become more of a leader and just, like, help our youth group out and be more a leader and more involved in everything. I went to um, grow in Christ and to help me become a better leader for next year while I'm going off into college so I can help bring other people to Christ. So I've previously been, like, three times, so I kind of knew what Super Summer was about, and uh, I just liked everything about it, the atmosphere, just everything about it. You always come back with something different and change, and that's kind of what I went for, to more or less grow like a runner. Pretty good. So I went as a TL, but I've went as a student before, but going as a TL is pretty different. Like, it's not really a week focused on your relationship with God, even though you do grow in your relationship with God. It's more focused on the kids, like, helping them to understand what God's trying to show them for the week. And it was just kind of a blessing to be able to go and be a part of that and see all that in the young kids because I was a little worried about our younger generation, you know, not having the same kind of foundation in God that we do. But I could tell you firsthand that those kids, especially the ones in my family group and these guys, they're all still on fire for God, and they still have that, that commitment just as much as we do. So I'm just that's, that's assured in that. That's very good. Um, so Super Summer is built really around family groups, okay? Each of them, uh, we're in a family group. So uh, tell us a little bit about your family group, um, a little bit about your group and how that went during the week. So I probably had about the most energetic family group <laughs> in the whole place. Way more high energy than I was. And uh, it was nine girls and only three guys. So... It was a little challenging at first, but they clicked faster than any group I've ever been a part of. They just bonded almost instantly, and the camaraderie they had, like, from day one was just amazing to see. And, like, all these guys can attest, like, well, I guess Noah, Noah was in my school, so he saw it firsthand, but they were always up either singing loud or dancing loud, just constantly just pumped about the week and what they were learning. But when it came down to, like, our time in our family groups, they really got serious and just shared, bounced off each other. I didn't even have to say too much. Like, they were just going from one person to the next, bouncing off different truths that they learned, and it was all just so amazing. And one thing that I was really blessed by, like, how God puts together family groups like that. Like, I had a, a girl, one of the girls in my family group, she lost her dad two months ago. 
So I was able to kind of share with her some of the things like that mm. I kind of found with a loss like that. And I think that that really helped her. Like she started off real quiet and after sharing that and me telling her kind of some things, she just opened up the rest of the week and just really was able to have a great time and just learned a lot. So. Very good. Very good. It is amazing how those family groups get put together. I've always been amazed at that. Go ahead, Colton. Yeah, our family group was kind of quiet at the beginning. They were all seemed a little nervous and stuff. But as the week progressed, they uh, they opened up more and more. Our family got, group got super close. And the more it seemed that someone would open up, the rest would want to open up or they would want to tell something they didn't tell. And it was just – it's pretty amazing to see if you just be bold and speak what God has on your heart, how many hearts you can open. Very good. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Very good. So I'm right there with Colton on that. Um, we were in the same family group, so – we're yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were in the same family group. Happen. That's not supposed to happen. It wasn't but supposed <laughs> to happen, but it <laughs> happened. So, but there were what sixteen of us, and it took a couple days for everybody to kind of get opened up. But like, and I was one of the ones that took a little bit to open up because I'm really, really shy. Um, but once we all did and started talking and stuff, it just clicked and worked, and it was really cool to see how God moved in us as a family. Very good. Uh, that first night, that Monday night, we all, like, pretty much in my family group opened up, and we all just pretty much fell in love with each other, and we just became super close, and, like, our TLs, like our mom and dad, they didn't really talk. They let it more of, like, the group talk, so that helped us get even more closer and more of us getting to know each other and just open up more. Um, my family group was actually really talkative. <laughs> except for like two of us and well well I got called out the second day so I pretty much just opened up to them and then after that it was just like we all clicked and um, we encouraged one another to go more go deeper in our faith and like I thought that was kind of like awesome very good um, my family group uh, Monday night was very quiet. Nobody wanted to talk except for like two people. But by Wednesday night, everybody was talking and sharing their story about their testimony. It was just really awesome. Very good. Uh, my family group was really talkative. <laughs> <laughs> my family group was really talkative too, but. Uh, it took a moment for us to open up that first day, but second day we really opened up and talked a lot more. Very good. Um, the afternoon has uh, breakout sessions. It's not like Falls Creek where you get you know like four and a half hours of free time. Uh, they they have breakout sessions now. Part of that they can go to what's called the Rock for uh, Rec, and they may talk about that. But um, tell us if you went to a breakout session. Tell us which one was your favorite or which ones you went to and. Maybe a little bit about what you learned in some of your breakouts, um, and uh, we'll start with that. Uh, I went to an all-guys one, and it was about learning what a man was, and I think that really helped me out a lot. Very good. I went to The Rock. I went to The Rock. <laughs> the Rock, by the way, is the wellness center. That's where the wreck takes place. Very good. 
I went to surviving junior high, and it was really good. We learned a lot of stuff from that. Very good. Um, I went to the girls only one, and it pretty much talked about like your insecurities and how you can like pretty much grow from that, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't know how to word that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to the same one as Tanner, the all guys one. And like, it's really about like, there's a difference between being a male and a man mm-hmm. and how like, if you don't really have a man, like a man to teach you how to be a man, you can't really be a man. And so he kind of talked about how like, the guys in the church help the help the kids become mans, I guess. Yeah, men. <laughs> men. It's, it's the same difference. And it's like what happens in your head and in your heart if you really want to be a man instead of like a male. Very good. I went to a breakout over evangelism, and it talked about how like you don't have to know the Bible inside and out to be able to help bring somebody to God, and that was just really big to me because I want to. Like part of the, a lot of the reason I went was so I could go and help people when I go to school next year. So that was just really cool for me. Very good. One of them I went to was a what is like a world view, and I thought that was really important, especially in today's times with all the hard questions that are you see blasted everywhere, like abortion, like just all that stuff, and what you should know if it's wrong or not. Because a lot of what you hear could be really convincing and stuff, Mm. but. It talked about more or less like you need to put what the real views are in the world and test them against God's word. Mm-hmm. And that shows you what's right and what's not. Very good. Very good. I went to like three different ones. I went to one that was about discipleship, one about worship, like leading worship, and then another one about uh, studying the Bible. And all of them I learned a lot of great things. I mean, a lot of them I kind of knew like the basis of a lot of it because I'm currently discipling, I'm currently leading worship, and I'm currently studying the Bible, but I, I kind of uncovered a few things from it, and like studying the Bible, like being able to un- like read about the context of the whole chapter and like how that plays in specifically, because sometimes a lot of people can take it out of context and just apply it to their own lives without seeing how it was applied through the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, like, the discipleship one, it was just really good because it was just talking about how, you know, we're all called to kind of disciple others and how important it is to do that because some people don't have a disciple or a a mentor in their life and just kind of what role that takes in a person's life and how important that can be in showing them, you know, how they can grow in their relationship with God. Um, So... uh, a lot of the work, we talked a little bit about the music portion when it first started, about standing and all that. Uh, tell us a little bit about your worship experience there through music uh, with the worship leader and um, how God used that during the week for you. Uh, so the guy leading worship was Aaron Boyd, and he's, uh, he's the singer that was from Blue Tree. He's the one who made that God of the City song. And uh, I'll let these guys kind of talk about the worship, but I'll just kind of tell you about that song specifically, like where how he wrote that but he was in a it was either thailand or some thailand, pl- thailand over in asia and they were kind of helping build churches and do things like that and they were in a brothel trying to kind of bring people out of it and whatnot and he was seeing people 
being sold off, like getting put a number on them and just kind of being auctioned off. And he came up with that song like the same day that he was going to do a worship set. Like he, he came up with that just talking about how God's not done with those people. Like all of them have a story. They're not just forgotten. Like it's not just people who go to church who have a story. God has a story for those people too and just how he's not done or finished with them even if they can kind of feel like, you know, they don't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, worship was amazing. It's it's always amazing when you go to Super Center. But, like, one thing we talked about a lot that week was being a dis- distracted follow- uh, disciple and how not to be. And, like, really opened me up in worship because there's so many times when your brain's just thinking about everything else besides what you're doing at the moment. Like, besides worshiping, you think about, oh, what are we going to do after this, all that stuff. But then, like, I didn't think about any of that. You just poured yourself out into God, gave him your all. Like, that was it. Like, there was one point I almost rolled my ankle because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was jumping up and down, just worshiping, and uh, stepped on a chair. <laughs> yeah. But that didn't stop me. I kept on going, hopping on one ankle, you know. <laughs> but I think it's just really important just to know how to, like, keep the distractions out of your life and just truly worship God. Mm-hmm. Very good. The worship was super powerful for me. And um, so there was this one song. It's called Story. It's one of his newer songs. And it was, uh, like, the biggest song in my family group. We talked about it all the time and um, there's a line in it where it just says come write your story on my heart and I think that just hit us all in my family group like really hit home with all of us that he's not done writing his story and that he, we just need to be open and let him come write his story on our hearts Very good. Um, the worship was amazing like when you know a song like you can just feel it coming out of your heart and like like you're not reading the screen, you have your eyes closed, and you just feel it coming, and you just put your hands and just up and praise him. And like I've never really done that, but when I was there worshiping, it just like God just came through my heart, and I just like let everything go, and it was amazing. Very good. Yeah, like the same as the rest of them said, worship was pretty amazing and powerful. There was one specific song that actually stuck out to me. It was like to all your questions there will be an answer well there won't be an answer for some of it like you won't know yet and it's like in the darkness like hope is rising like yeah we may lose some like hope and faith in God but like that's like a pretty much dark place for you but you had to realize that hope is there's still hope like God still has hope for you it's like it's like it's pretty much like, you know, trying to like, I don't know how to really say it, so, <laughs> but I'm sure you catch my drift of what I'm trying to say, <laughs> but yeah. Um, worship was amazing, like uh, just to see everybody's hands raised praising Jesus uh, was really feel a good feeling. And then, like, when you were all jumping, you could just feel the whole ground shaking. And then when a really good song came on, you just get chills. It was just really good. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. 
sometimes I felt like I was going to fall to the floor <laughs> from all the jumping and stuff. But I liked his songs and just the way everybody praised God. Colton, you go get that. Colton said he had one one more thing about the music he wanted to add. You do too? Same. Okay. <laughs> Same. All right, okay. So when we do worship, like, we'll do worship after listening stuff. And uh, they, um, we'll do a few songs, and then on the sc- big screens, they'll say, like, green school, exit out the back, or, like, orange school, yellow, exit out the side. And they do all that till everyone's gone. Well, last night, the silver school was set up front, and they're the last one to leave, usually. And uh, the screen will say silver school, uh, exit out the back, and then under it will say come back as a TL. And uh, when they said that, the band was still playing, we didn't leave. We, st- we played, like, three or four more songs, and we thought they were going to kick us out. <laughs> like, they legit were going to, like, because they were telling the TLs, you're not allowed to do that. Like, once it says you're supposed to leave, you're supposed to leave. And we just stayed regardless. <laughs> and we sat there and prayed Lord, the Lord longer and longer. And uh, they never kicked us out. <laughs> we were surprised. <laughs> they just said, uh, go out a different door. Because they, they even let the guest out before we do, and they never do that. Yeah. So it was it was pretty amazing it's good okay so i was gonna say the same thing um <laughs> but no it was it was just really powerful and it was like the air just kind of changed mm-hmm. when it was just a silver school and, and then the tls in there because it was like it was just different it felt almost not that it hadn't been raw and powerful but just even more raw and powerful mm-hmm. when it was just us and it was just really amazing it's good let Aaliyah real quick Okay, like back along like the, um, <laughs> along the like hope is rising thing. Um, two of my brothers in my family group actually had lost somebody that day. And um, it was kind of pretty awesome seeing that like, even though they lost somebody, they didn't lose hope. Mm. Like, that's so, I, I thought I like, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, hopes remain. It remains. Yeah. Okay, let's pass it back down here. Uh, then uh, also, and this is kind of one of our last questions, we're going to have a couple more for the church to hear because I want them to be involved. But um, uh, the speaker's name was Tommy Woodard. Um, I was really jealous that they got to sit under his teaching for a week. Um, I've been to Super Summer up until three years ago a lot. And um, Tommy Woodard is one of my top three speakers I've ever heard. Um, and uh, when he's with his partner, who's the, by the way, if you don't, if you know the skit guys, he's one half of the skit guys. And when he has the other half, they're in my top two. I mean, they they're really good at taking a truth and relating it so the kids can understand it. Very good through skits. Um, his name was Tommy Woodard, and uh, tell us a little bit about how God used him this week. Maybe something uh, that stands out that he shared with you, and how God used that this week. Yeah, he was like really charismatic. And, like, he could go from telling, like, a story about himself and it kind of being a funny thing and tying it instantly back into his message and in a way that just everyone went from, like, laughing and smiling to instantly knowing the truth of, like, what he was saying. He did that, like, the whole week. It was amazing. Like, he he taught a lot of things, and I don't want to, like, take it away from all of them, but, like, just one thing, like, that's big that he said, I think it was either last night or Wednesday, he said, uh, you can't say... Savior come into my life, but not Lord stay out. Like you can't, you can't have it one way or the other. Yep. So 
I'm gonna let these guys trust me. Yeah, he he. The whole week he's been playing. Like the first thing that happened, we get in there and we're about to do our lesson, and they were like, "Well, guys, we got, we don't know where Tommy is. He's not here yet." And uh, so they end up like calling him over the phone, put him on the speed like the microphone, and he's talking. He's like, "Yeah, I apologize for not being here." He's like, "Is there a way we Facetime you?" And then they pull up a video. It's him driving, and that's where like the whole. That's how he started his whole like week thing. Was talking about distracting, being distracted, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really cool because he's FaceTiming, he's driving, he's like being distracted the whole time. He doesn't know what he's doing, and uh, it's pretty crazy how he related that instantly. Because then he just walked out while the video was still playing, and then the lights turn on, he's just chilling on stage. It's it's kind of funny, but it's kind of crazy how he just he put that out there. Like he just has that visual picture in your head about someone being distracted and that's how we could be in our walk with Christ sometimes we just be distracted mm-hmm. but then he brings it back in and t- brings you a truth about God's word and then it shows you how not to be like uh, one thing he said he's like don't be a distracted disciple be a focused follower and that mm-hmm. I thought that was really good that's really good mm-hmm. um, one of the big things for me that he said was about discipling is it's we're not called to be a part we're not called to be perfect disciples and like I'm a perf- I'm kind of a perfectionist in some things and like to teach something to someone I want to be perfect at it and I want to be able to explain it perfectly and we're not called to be perfect we can teach even though we aren't and that was just really big to me very good uh he talked about um being a uh, not being a stray disciple and like that really hit me because anyways he was like don't judge people and like be like because they're in a different place right now and like you don't know if they're hurting or what they're going through and like you jump to the judge them and stuff so like don't judge them for that mine's kind of like along the lines on that like one of the things i wrote down was we have so much time on this earth to serve and not judge other people. And we share the riches of God's kindness. So, like, we can't just jump out and just judge other people. Like Brennan said, like, they could be in a different place. Like, what, don't judge them. Like, go and share, like, the word of God or go and, like, try and mentor somebody or just be there for somebody in a time of need. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, one thing is that if, like, because it's kind of hard to pay attention, sometimes you get distracted, but with him, he makes everything interesting, and you won't lose, like, your focus. And I liked what Trent said in his when he said, uh, Savior, come into my heart, but Lord, stay out. I really liked that. I liked his messages. It was really good. Very good. He really explained things really good. It's hard for me to get on a lot of things, but uh, I get everything he said, and it really helped. Very good. Um, <clears throat> on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say, how much would you say God worked in your life during Super Summer? With 10 being he worked a lot and 1 being not so much. 10. 10. 
<laughs> yeah, an 11. <laughs> Definitely an 11. All right, so... Um, I'll show it you was something. one to ten, Colton. <laughs> well, I, well, it was one to ten during the right the rally, but you know how that went. We, yeah. All right, so we did this we do this rally every year, and um, it's pretty much like a competition. Uh, every school comes up with chant stuff. Well, Silver School was the only one to get a perfect score of thirty because there's three judges. We all got ten. Well, they just decided after us they were going to start throwing whatever number out there they want. So it's kind of hard to say how much God works in your life, like. It's if you truly let him in every time, he's going to work beyond your comprehension. That's right. It's very good. It's a good job, Colton. Yeah, I mean, even going as a TL, like, I'd say 10, but it doesn't really do it justice. Like, what you get from that experience of seeing all those kids just kind of just wanting God's will in their life above everything else they had going on in their lives and being a focused follower is just it's – it's an opportunity that you can't really – put into words it's just amazing yeah and I wanted them to share that real quick before I asked this last question because there were some of you who gave and it helped offset their costs if you don't know super summer costs 205 dollars per kid and I know that sounds like a lot but in today's society for a camp um, it's just we kind of got spoiled with false creek um, because we have our own cabin and we're able to do stuff and keep our costs down there are a lot of kids that go to false creek and it costs them 150 to $200, and that's still cheap for other camps and what you get, um, and so I understand that, but it's still $200 is hard to come up with, and I wanted you guys that gave to hear how much of an impact that had on their week, because some of them may not have been able to go, and you're, you're giving not only enabled some to go, but it helped offset the cost for those other ones who were able to pay a little bit um, that, that may have really struggled coming up with that cost. And so it's not just at this camp, but False Creek's the same way. You guys that give to help that cost, I want you to know your investment is an investment not only in these kids, but you're investing in uh, the kingdom because God does such a work in these kids' lives and they get to use and implement what they've learned throughout the rest of their life and you get to have a, be a part of that. Okay, and so my last question is, and uh, before we uh, finish this morning, is um, what what can we as the church do to, to help you uh, continue in your walk, okay? And, and how can we pray for you, okay? And it may be, pray for you may be your answer, and that's fine. But is there anything specific we can do, and how can we pray for you? Uh, you kind of said it at the beginning, but I was going to say it even before you thought you were going to say it. So <laughs> like I was thinking it like last week, like whenever, because one of our students came to me and was like, I love the worship here because I can just feel like I can give it all. And they're like, I don't know if I could do that back at Willica. And I was kind of just like, man, that's just kind of a shame that they felt that way. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying it's like anyone's fault or it's anyone's problem. It's just kind of, we're all kind of guilty of that just coming here and not giving our all into mm -hmm. worship. And so just encouraging them to be able to do that, like, showing them that they have, you know, that uh, they can do that here. Like, they're free to do that. And, mm -hmm. you know, just because that doesn't mean you all need to do it, just just to feel, to, to worship in the way you feel led to worship. Mm -hmm. And that will stand as an example to all yeah. of them. So just, just that and then pray that they're able to keep these lessons and apply it in their life. Like, it's sometimes easy to forget some of the specific things, but the experience itself is something you don't forget. Mm-hmm. And so just help them to be able to just see in their lives whether to apply these truths. Very good. 
One thing I would say, which you already do pretty well, is like encouragement, just being there for us as a, as we go through our lives, like high school, as we're graduating and stuff, a lot of it's kind of tough at times, especially, I can say that right now, like, it's, it's hard. I don't know what I'm going to do with life at all. It's so confusing, and it's probably one of the most confused moments I've felt in my life, but just having y'all there to encourage me and just to lift me up, make sure I'm getting here, make sure I'm getting the word, just, it means a lot, because in those tough times, having a good church family helps so much, mm-hmm. and you don't, you may not even know it at the time, because it's, like, you may not see it, but in the long run, it helps tremendously, mm-hmm. so, I, and I just pray that y'all, like, keep us in y'all's prayers, like, keeping us encouraged, make sure we're always uplifted and everything, and make sure you're not being, like, a dead tree, and this is an analogy one of my family members came up, they were talking about the body of Christ, you know, and, like, on a tree, there's, there was, like, one dead tree limb growing on, and all the other ones are alive, you try and make sure we're not that dead tree limb, like, we're not just some dead follower leaning on all the other Christians, make sure we're actually being a part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask that y'all like pray for me and for Colton and everybody else who's like graduated and is moving off to college and stuff that we can find like a community, a good community and like a good Christian group to get plugged in with wherever we go and in whatever we choose next because um, one of our TLs um, she said that one of the biggest problems with her walk for Christ for a while was she didn't get plugged in when she moved off to college and that just kind of hit me because I'm like, what am I going to do when I get to college? Mm-hmm. You know, I've kind of got like a degree plan figured out, but like the day-to-day and in my relationship, I'm kind of going, ah. So just pray for me and all of the other like graduating people who are like moving off to just get involved and to stay involved. Uh, just pray for me and for my, um, my senior year. And it's going to be really hard to stay involved because so much is coming on. And, like, you have to worry about college and test and all that. And then sports adds on to that. And just make sure I keep what I learned from Super Summer. And I'm on a, like, I have, like, a mission that I'm supposed to do. And just pray for me that I keep doing it. And I don't forget it. And I just, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, like, the senior thing that he said. And to just take what I learned from Super Summer and just plug it into people and not just take it and be like, oh, yeah, Jesus, he lives. And then just be like, (laughs) just like fall (coughs) off. Like, so just kind of pray along the lines of that. Because, like, I don't want to fall off and I want to, like, actually mentor somebody. So. Well, I'd say encouragement to all of and then pray that, like she said, to keep going and not to forget about it and come home and not share it with anybody. I have to say encouragement and prayer for all of us. Uh, Just pray for us to bring new people into the church as these guys leave, like Colton, Brennan, Toby, and Aaliyah, so that we keep... (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're shoving you out. <laughs> 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 no, go ahead. But uh, so we can bring more people into the church, like the younger, younger generation that's coming up. 
Very good. So um, that's a little bit about their week. We're going to dismiss a little bit differently uh, this morning. Um, but sometimes we may, and, and I know it's a 10 after 12 and we're going to be done, but sometimes um, they come and they ask for prayer and we say we're going to, and I think with the best intentions. And sometimes we don't maybe quite follow through with that. And so we're going to do two things. Uh, one is um, we're going to pray over them as a group in just a moment. But the second thing is, is um, maybe God this morning, as you're listening to them go down the line, just maybe one of them really stood out to you and, and what they said. And if that happened, I would ask you to go to that one and say, I want to covenant to pray for you and what you asked me to pray for and become a prayer partner for them. Maybe it was all of them. And you want to go to each and every one of them and say, you know what, I, 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 God spoke to me through you, and I want a covenant to pray for you. Not, not just so you've asked me, but now there's a connection because I've went to Colton, and I've said, Colton, I'm going to pray for you. And, uh, and, and so I would ask you to do that uh, later today, into the week, when you see them. Uh, but if we could, I'm going to ask all you students to kind of gather up right down there. And then if you're willing, and, and it's by no means mandatory, but if you're willing, uh, if you guys would gather right down there in front of the Lord's Supper table, I would ask that um, our congregation come and surround them. And uh, we're going to dismiss with prayer a blessing on these and, and to pray for them and uh, ask God to continue to use them um, as they get through the rest of the summer and into uh, their ne next school year, whether it be at college or high school or junior high. So let's uh, kind of gather in, put your hand up on their shoulder, uh, wherever, and um, we're going to pray for them and we'll be uh, dismissed this morning. Father, we're so thankful that you're a God who loves us. We're thankful that you're a God that desires to write a story on each and every one of our hearts and our lives. And Father, as uh, these um, uh, young people have went to Super Summer and for however long they've been saved, you've been writing their story. But while they were at Super Summer, you wrote something specific on each and every one of them's heart and in their spirit. And you've taught them things and you've showed them things and you've uh, shared with them things from your word and through your spirit. And so, Father, we pray for them and we pray that as you continue to write their story, that these lessons that they learned would not just uh, fall off the pages of the paper that they took notes on, but, Father, that they would be instilled into their hearts uh, something that they can turn on and, and turn, turn to and, and learn from and remember. Um, Father, what's good for us today in your word is good for us tomorrow. And so, Father, I pray the things that they've learned this week you would continue to use uh, in their ministries and in their lives. Father, we pray that you'd use these students um, to impact your kingdom. Uh, we have some that are going off to college, and I pray that you would bless them and protect them and encourage them and surround them, Father, with a community of believers that they can get involved with that would love them and encourage them in their walk with Christ, and that you would use them to impact their campus for the gospel. Father, for our high school students, those that are upperclassmen, that you would use them as leaders in your school, and, and that they would um, take their leadership role seriously and realize that, that, Father, there are a lot of things that come at them in high school, but one of their greatest mission fields they're ever going to have an opportunity to share in is their school. And I pray that you would empower them and that you would show them how to do that and give them wisdom 
and knowledge and discernment to impact their, their campus for your gospel. Father, I pray for our junior high students and those that are younger that are still just kind of getting into their uh, youth ministry experience. I pray that uh, you would use them as well. Father, your word says not to let anyone look down on us because of our youth, and they can be in junior high and be a leader for you. Uh, Father, they can be in junior high and be a leader of teachers and of upperclassmen in their spirituality. So I pray that you would use them in an incredible and mighty way. Um, and that, Father, that, that you would receive the glory from all of this. Father, we don't pray these things so that all of these students would get a pat on the back or so that somebody could look and say, look what the youth group at Walika First Baptist Church has done. But, Father, that they would see this group and they would glorify you. Um, Father, the, the demon-possessed man, when he went and shared the many marvelous and wonderful things that God had done in his life, they didn't glorify him. They glorified God. And our prayer is that you would be the receiver of the glory and the honor. Father, we, we love you. We thank you uh, for who you are, for how you work in our lives. And we pray a special blessing over these students. And we pray a special time of anointing for them in their futures. And we ask all these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.